Welcome, it's SV Pod. Stanford Steve is here. How are you, big boy? How are you, buddy? I'm all right. Uh, a lot of sports to get to, but I have to start with some parenting chat right off the bat. I'm sure oh. that's what everybody out there is just pining away to hear. I think this is something we kind of covered uh, maybe once before, but I, I'm looking for help from okay. you uh, or anyone else. You have three small kids. Yep. So do I. When it's dinner time mm-hmm. and you're sitting down to eat, do people do they do people stay seated at the table throughout the meal? Uh, a couple things. It depends what's to eat that night. It depends how many snacks we've had before dinner. It depends. Uh, if we were watching our iPad before and we were really involved and we need to get back to it. So uh, the answer is no, okay. um, but Can we I, try. The effort is there. Did it depend when we were kids? Because it, it, where, I, where I was eating, you sat at the table and you ate. You didn't, mm-hmm. wa- you didn't wander. You didn't just start, wa- where are you going? <laughs> like our table is adjacent to this room off the kitchen where there's a couch and there's some chairs. Like I got people just rolling around on the couch. I'm like, the f- are you doing? It's dinner. Sit down and eat. Just eat. Come on, man. And uh, my guys come home from school and they're just ravenous. They'll mm. eat snacks for five hours and then dinner comes. I'm not hungry. I guess not. You ate seven things of pirate's booty. I gave you the one, but then I go sit down for a meeting, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> so that's a failure. That's parental failure. I get, but but just I just don't know. And I again, I didn't become a dad till I was older. So maybe we skipped the generation here where people just meal times just sort of a suggestion. But could we just all sit down and enjoy the meal, or? If we're not enjoying it, at least sit there while others are enjoying it. Mm. Seems like the answer to that question in my house and in yours is no. Yeah, not really. Okay. I'll give you a not really. All right. Uh, you mentioned pirate's booty. What do you think of the texture of pirate's booty? It's odd. It's a strange. It? Well, it's like it's 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 like a it's like a salty, crunchy snack version of cotton candy. It feels like it just sort of dissolves mm. oddly. Like if you feels like if you just put water on it, it would just it would go away like like cotton candy. Yeah, and it's got to be perfect because if it's like any kind of moisture where it's wet, it's terrible. If yep. it's the little sense of staleness, they're awful. Okay. It's got to be perfect. All right. So there we go. So a couple of couple of middle aged uh, dads that are just failing when it comes to dinner time. That's who that's who you're listening to here on the, the old SV pod. Good sports, good sports time right now. Great, good, according to where you are. That's fair. Let's start with the NBA Finals. I have, I have another question that baffles me. This is as confusing to me as dinner in my house. Mm-hmm. Why are people wandering around? Why aren't they? ESPN's Basketball Power Index, mm. which is a, it's an analytic tool. It's just math. Okay, it's not someone's opinion. It's math. It crunches numbers, and it comes up with this is what it thinks. It's predictive analytic. Mm-hmm. They have Boston as an 86% favorite to win the finals. 538, which, which has had a rough time this year handicapping Golden State, 
Mm-hmm. But once again, doesn't like Golden State, 80% on Boston. Meanwhile, Vegas has a completely opposite favorite. They've got Golden State as a favorite. Now, the part of that is if you're in Vegas, and we know gambling's legal more places than that, but if you're in Vegas, you're going to get a hell of a lot more Golden State money, so you just don't want to have that kind of exposure. Put it this way, at 86%, Golden State would be like plus 600 or something, or plus mm-hmm. 500. Well, yeah. Vegas could never make the Golden State that because they'd lose a billion dollars if Golden State wins. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I don't know what I don't know in terms of what the math is. And I get that it's analytic-based and there's a lot of, Boston's got a whole lot of positive plus minus. Okay, They've never had a guy play a game in the finals, and Golden State's got a bunch of dudes that won it. I, I just find that number shocking. I just wonder, do you share my shock? I do, because then I read somebody else had, I thought it was interesting. I'm like, this is way too much math for me. But then they broke down Marcus <laughs> Smart uh-huh. of, in his defensive efficiency numbers, like when Rob Williams is on the court compared to when he isn't, because you know people were saying, does he deserve defensive player of the year? This whole And I'm just like, listen. I'm going with what I've watched. I know people are saying the Warriors had an easy track, but I still go back to the Celtics that got the Bucks without Middleton, get that got the Heat maybe 100% one game, two games. Maybe. And, you know, they ended up going on the road and, and winning a game seven. I, I don't want to take any credit away, but if you're going to pick apart their playoff run, uh, Golden States, then you got, also got to look into Boston's. So when I look at it, I still look at the idea of we have the number one and number two defensive teams in the league playing in the finals, and I think about where am I going to get more points from? Who has more options in scoring? And I think guys like Steph Curry and Jordan Poole are more trustworthy to be able to get something off the dribble. And we saw what Boston looked like in crunch times in games six and seven and they did get the job done, but it wasn't pretty to me. And I think I trust Golden State more offensively, and that's why I like Golden State in the series. That's it. That's that's the that's the word that I would use as well, and it's trust. Well, I and I mean I I trust it because I've seen it, and mm-hmm. I watched I watched Boston on a number of occasions against Milwaukee and against Miami, where they built these leads, and then it's just it goes to hell in a handbasket. And in game six, just Tatum took one shot in the fourth. Now, it wasn't that he didn't handle it. He had the ball in his hands quite a bit, but he'd drive, and then Miami's defense would collapse, and then they'd kick. He trusted Smart or Brown or whomever to take shots. Uh, But, I mean, he turned it over a number of times. They had a 13-point lead in game seven, and Butler's got the ball in the air if it goes there ahead, Mm -hmm. which was incredible. That would have been... The, the 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 had they won it would have uh-huh. felt like the the least correct outcome that I can recall seeing in forever just in terms of how the game flow went just Boston's never been on the stage not one game in the finals doesn't mean they can't be good in it but Golden State coach players the whole like they've just they're, they're they have trust because it's been earned mm. I'm just I'm just astounded at that number and again We've established on this program that neither of us are the are the most math equipped. So, yeah, I would say I would say amongst your peers yeah. at ESPN, uh, BPI and you are not close friends. I've learned to appreciate it. Correct. It, go, it goes back. Doesn't many mean you years have ag- to like it. Well, it goes back many years ago when Maryland won a lot of games and they're close wins, and that meant that 
it, if they would have just lost some like Providence this year, Providence, you guys just would have lost some of those close games. And then analytics would like you a whole lot more, which mm. is dumb. Yeah. But uh, I'm not saying BPI or 538 is dumb. I just 86% is dumb. You're given a 14% chance to a, the Golden State Warriors to win four games out of seven. That That's just, hmm. that feels dumb to me. Uh, but you know what? Uh, that's why they play the games. Correct. Yeah. Final start Thursday on uh, ABC. We're, we're on ESPN when it's over. Switch over. Hockey? Well, I was just telling people oh, to switch the channel to ESPN. Yeah, that, that, people, they, they, they figured it out. They found us through the years. All right. Thanks for thanks for watching Sunday. If we're going to leave the beach early, it, it's nice to at least get a massive rating. Yeah, it was nice. No big deal. <laughs> Just, do we get any extra, a little extra shekels? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. That's not how it works. That's fine. We're, you know, they don't take any away if no one watches. So I, we're not complaining. No. As we speak, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, Stanley Cup playoffs is ongoing. Mm. <laughs> The Edmonton Colorado game on West was what city? Two it was Tuesday night. I just I, I just sat there by myself just laughing. Yep. It, it's that Colorado offense, Bucci Grass was and I were texting back and forth. He said it's like they're like an F one. I mean, when they get it going, have fun. But at seven to four, <laughs> I was in, completely convinced that Edmonton would tie it. Yep. And they got within a goal. And it was it was mayhem in the last two minutes, mm-hmm. and 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 you know every last person in that building in Denver is convinced that they're going to tie it too. Watching and look, Colorado's got a bunch of dudes. All right, so don't I don't want anyone to miss not think I acknowledging I just called you an F one, <laughs> but Connor McDavid is one of the most breathtaking athletes to watch play his sport that I can recall ever seeing. He just does things that look impossible. And his it's I don't understand how he does what he does. And I'm I'm convinced every time he has it that someone's gonna get a good look. And almost always they do. Yeah, the speed is incredible. Um, you and I are not uh hockey savants skating, never even attempted. Nice. And I just <laughs> so sit nice. there and I'm again I'm watching the game by myself. At home, laughing that the the flurry in the second period was just because you watch the first period, you're like, all right, that's going to be it. They'll figure it out. And then you got some injuries going on, and it's just you know, I did want to check out because I was curious because plenty of people talked about taking the over in that first game, and then watching the live total, like what people were betting, was just phenomenal and hilarious to me. Uh, but yeah, McDavid's one of a kind. McKinnon gets a good, he's got a gear. McCarr. I mean, you just go down the go down the list. I I think, I think because I do. That's what I think when I watch Colorado's superior team. Now you got an injury to the goalie. Uh, goals look like they're still going to be ample, but I think in its totality, Colorado's the better team. But man, McDavid sticks out like nobody I've ever seen uh, in the last couple of years of this sport. Yeah, and I mean, and you know, he's not the only dude on that group. I mean, you no. got. I mean, it's just yeah, I don't one think after Dry another. Siles 100%. He still sticks uh, out, though. That pass he made to McDavid, are you kidding me? I mean, good. Kane, Kane's got a ton of goals this postseason as well. I don't mm-hmm. know. Just it's a, it's a blast to watch. And again, we can't, we can't comment about what we're going to see here in this Ranger game because it's just, uh, 
And that, that that's an interesting one. I mean, they're they're sort of like the Celtics in the sense that their paths concluded a bunch of game sevens, whereas you've got a, a Lightning team coming off a sweep after they survive a seven-game series against the Maple Leafs. Uh, but as we've said, anytime we've talked, the um, Stanley Cup playoffs have just been a blast. And I, I presume more of the same is coming. Yeah. You know me, Mr. Mr. Uh, I, I'm a contrarian. Mm-hmm. What's everybody like? Go the other way. <laughs> All right. You didn't I mean, take the under last night, did you? If I was going to take something, it would be that. Here's what I want you to hear me say out loud. I need to say it out loud so I can promise myself I won't do it. Say it. I'm not taking an under because nothing would feel dumber than watching a game between these two teams and it's it's eight to six. And you're like, I took, I took under six and a half. <laughs> what a dunce. What kind for of team? No, for the game. Yeah, I just I I went under. Oh, how'd that go for you? Not great. Not great at all. I'm looking at some notes here. Here it is. McCarr, Kadri, McKinnon, Randon all had at least 80 points. Nobody else had that. Four dudes. At least 80 points. And then Landis Gog and Burakovsky combined for 120. Um they're just they're, but you know what? As, as much of a joke as they are on offense, <laughs> it took everything they had yeah. to, hold, to hold off Edmonton. I'm not sure the Liver King can hold up there between the pipes. <laughs> we had him on. Smith came on the show. Yeah, he, I think he might have been nude. He was fascinating. That yes. guy. Like, was he 41? Yeah. Just shredded. <laughs> like wheat. <sighs> like the Liver King. Yes, and I mean apparently his style is not the most artistic. No, um, and I don't, I, I don't, I th- I'm afraid just against against Cal Gary, shout out to Coach Mulrose, and against this Colorado team, you can look like you're just not a good goalie, but it's 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 kind of not your fault. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe. It's, or, and, and when the game is up and down like that, so fast paced, they're like, oh well, the defense didn't help out the goalie on that one. Well, hey, guess what? The goalie's job is to stop the puck. Sometimes you're not going to have some help. You got to stop it. Get a stop. Please. Get a stop. <laughs> speaking of goals. Hey, uh, now. And speaking of hockey, uh, college hockey, when I, when I watch it, mm-hmm. I pay attention. Hashtag college hockey, Bucci grass. It's very, there's a very passionate regional following. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, the Dakotas, the Midwest, the Northeast, mm-hmm. but not everywhere plays it. And yet you can tell that it matters a great deal to the people it matters a great deal to. And they have the frozen four and it's massive crowds and this and that. Well, they don't play lacrosse everywhere either. Very similarly, it's a big deal in the Mid-Atlantic, in upstate New York, Long Island. It's a sport that's growing quite a bit. <laughs> There's players from all over the country now because look, all that sport is is if you're a great athlete, you could be a great lacrosse player. Yep. And there are great athletes all over the country, obviously. And now more and more of them are playing uh, lacrosse. But it's 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 a big deal where we're from here in Maryland. And the last couple of years, the Maryland lacrosse team was an absolute wagon. They lost one game in two years, and it just happened to be the national championship game by a goal. And it was heartbreaking for that team. And I, I've gotten to know John Selman, their coach, and a lot of their players, because last year during the COVID year, 
it was brutal. And I you know, keep in touch with coach. How's it going? He's like, man, it's tough for these guys. Well, what's the deal? Well, they go to practice, they test, they go back to their apartment, they go to class or they do class online. Then we play yeah. a game. Then they go back to their apartment. There's no, I mean, you always hear me give shout outs to Bentley's. That's the bar in college park. There's no Bentley's. There's no going to parties. Let me just tell you something about lacrosse guys. <laughs> Elite in the party space. <laughs> so I, I would just try well to zoom. I well try to said. zoom zoom with them just to break up the monotony and just try to let them know, look, there's people out here that know what you're sacrificing and 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 we appreciate it. And you know, you guys have a chance here. And and last year they had a chance and and they came up a goal short and then they come back a year later. And there's talk that they're like an all-time team. And the team they lost to last year was Virginia, who's always great. Coach Tiffany, their coach is excellent, won a couple of titles. And Maryland got a chance to play Virginia twice this year, and this is the difference. Like, Virginia's back-to-back national champs. Maryland played them twice this year and beat them by 20 goals. Beat them by 11, beat them by 9. Like, that's what Maryland was this year. And so they go into the Final Four unbeaten. They have to win. And the pressure that's got to be immense and they play a team in Princeton who they'd played before, beat them by five goals in the regular season. They beat them by five goals to make it to the final. And they play a Cornell team that played great. And Maryland had a pretty big lead, but then they had to hang on for dear life in the end. And you and I went up, and we were down on the field when it was over. And that's the thing you can relate to having done that, having played at that kind of level. And uh, I just wonder if you j- just share your reaction in seeing those guys after they got to the finish line and finished off an unbeaten season and won a national title? Emotion. Uh, you mentioned the road that they took, the game, lack of games um, that were close amongst the, 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 the trek to this, the idea of how close they were last year and what this run would be, you know, with, with a difference of one goal. So to me, it was a relief, but a sense of, we, you know what, we said we were going to do it and we did it. And I can't tell you, uh, you know, growing up in high school, we were, we were favored to play or we were favored to win in every high school football game I played in. And that, that taught you a lot growing up because you realize how special it is when you finally get there. But so many of the fans and everybody just take everything for granted. They don't understand, you know, I think the, uh, so much gets put on the coaches for trying to find motivation. Yeah. I mean, there's lines on college cross games now and you see what there's, what they're expected to win by. And it's like, this team's just trying to win a national title. They're not trying to worry about how many they're going to win by. And they're burying teams this year. They played as, as good out of conference. as You can play bury everybody, destroy and everyone to be able to, to be at, to be your best when it's count, when it's on, you know, when it's time, and all the pressure is on you. I don't care what it takes or what the score is. When you win, you feel that. And it, it was just awesome to see. And you, I, I can't tell you, I mean, being around my, my nephews now that play lacrosse at the high school level and hopefully, you know, luckily enough to play in college, the time that these guys put in. And in, in, in even more so now with the coaches and the portal and, you know, the way everything was shut down with the sport – it, you just saw it on the guys' faces that they did it, and it was just awesome to see because no one can account for the time that they put in except them. They know what they put in, and then it was all good for because they got that title. And it was just, it, it, I mean, that gratifying, emotional, 
Um, but just real, man. Like that was real emotion because they've been so close and arguably the best team, but they finally got it done. And it was just great to see. And I'm really, really happy for them. And Coach Tillman and his staff did an awesome job. And, I mean, he's coaching after the whistle's blown, giving us handshakes and hugs. Yeah. And, you know, talking about the end of the game. Like, Coach, celebrate, yeah. man. Yeah, go Relax. cut some net. You, you go get it. some net. Go get That's some of that it. net. But, I, and again, I, I, I get that if you're listening somewhere around the country where they don't play, that, that but whether you're, whether you're in a region of the country with it, you know, whether you're not – familiar with lacrosse at all you can you can identify with what it is the shared sacrifice and you know i it was it was really it was cool because because coach asked me to you know to, to zoom in with the guys and you know i told him i said look you i don't know anything about your sport i, I never presumed to tell you anything about it but i do know this i do know that as you get older you appreciate time and that time's our greatest asset and you guys have this time together and whatever happens Saturday and Monday, if you get there, you're going to remember for the rest of your time. And so the good news for you is, you know, all you need is in that room. Like you don't need to do anything yep. extra. You just got to be you. And if you win, then you get to remember you're a forever team. The team that's going to be talked about is one of the greatest of all time. And I mean, I want to say they were ahead like nine to two or nine yep. to three on Monday. And then it just kept Cornell kept inching closer and yep. closer and you're looking at that clock and you're like, look, I don't care about style points for these guys, no. man. God just let them get to the finish line. And um, you're right. Being down there on the field, you see the absolute emotion. Um, and it's, and it's, it's fun when you know, as I don't know, I'm not on the inside, but I know enough to know what you're speaking of the shared sacrifice, what they put into it. Mm -hmm. And, the only thing they could do was win. If they didn't, yep. it'd be like, that's how it. could you, how could you not? Mm -hmm. And I mean, Maryland, that's, you know, Maryland's a, 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 not a good, it's a great lacrosse school. It'd be the final four, final four. I mean, Tillman's been to like eight of them, nine of them, mm -hmm. 10 of them, whatever the hell it is. I mean, it's, it's absurd. I want to say this is maybe this is his eighth. Um, and now you win another title and uh, being up there and seeing it was, was really, really cool. And, um, and so that was, that was fun. Back in the rent. That was the first time I've been back in Connecticut since. <laughs> and and uh, good to be back up there on 84. Yeah. Am I, I'm not allowed to play any music, am I? No. Come on. How, what if it's like, how much do we get like eight free seconds? Three, three seconds? <laughs> Schwink, how much do I get? You could do less than 10. It'll be fine. No there one, we go. No That's one all listens, we need. No one listens to this podcast anyway. <laughs> They don't. As soon as we were on 84, I just started playing Welcome to the Jungle because that's what they play on third down back in the day. By the way, Coach Moore in the building. Ready to go. His son played for a bit uh, uh, for Maryland Lacrosse for Coach Tillman. Uh, and he's up. He's in the building ready to get it going for the for UConn. Uh, UConn football on the come up. Uh, that's how we spent a Memorial Day. Yeah. Up there watching uh, watching boys win a title so that was that was good fun as well before we move on a quick reminder that as the nba finals get underway the low post with zach lowe and the hoop collective with brian windhorse will be crossing streams recording a new podcast together after every finals game they do it every year always a ton of fun you should follow both shows wherever you get your podcasts and even if you only follow one well that's that's better than none right we're not going to hold that against you also check out the latest entry in espn's emmy award-winning 30 for 30 documentary series the greatest mixtape ever. It's the story of how a series of streetball videos set to music 
and the 1990s transformed basketball's place in the culture and defined the lives of the players who started them and changed the game itself forever. Stream now on ESPN Plus and listen to the Companion 30 for 30 podcast, A Streetball Mixtape, exploring the essence of streetball through a collection of legendary stories. Listen now on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have any? Uh, we have any? Any cleanup on Al two? Anything to get on the way out of here? Questions? Thank um, you. Hate. I ca- I capped off uh, Memorial Day uh, going to see Maverick Top Gun. I wanted to give my movie review. Oh, that's good. Let me just real quick. Apparently, it's the greatest movie that's ever been made. Okay, I'll start there. It is not the greatest movie that has ever been made. Okay, but I will say this: Kenny Loggins is back. And that's all you need to know. To jumpstart the movie, we got Kenny Loggins, Danger Zone, right off the get that gets you really fired up. And this is the one thing I kept thinking about, Scott, is, is how is this going to work? It's a sequel from like 40 years. Top Gun was 88. Yeah, and somehow Cruz just, he's <laughs> he looks still better. <laughs> I got to get on that plan. Yeah. Um, I'll just say this. Thank God for uh, Hangman. He saved the day. Um, okay. Not a volleyball scene. There's a football scene on the beach. Uh, Maverick and Rooster. I just want to know who taught them to throw a football. It's more. How come no one can, why can no one ever throw a football in a movie except it, Uncle Rico? It's like it's like Danny Werfel's like from the earlobe uh, motion. Uh, Maverick does an unbelievable job of running in the snow after getting shot down. That was incredible. Might be dude, the best dude. Spoilers alert. Hey, this is my review. Sorry. Uh, it's also a very fortunate thing. There was an F fourteen unscathed and ready to fly on enemy lines when they got shot down. That was key. Um, Bob is uh, as worthless a character as there is in a movie Bob. that I've ever seen. Uh, so it was good. Not the greatest. 
movie ever. I don't even think it's in the top three of Tom Cruise movies of all time. But, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, it'll, hot, it'll, hot it'll, takes coming. What's, what are the top three uh, Tom Cruise movies? The problem is, is all those Mission Impossibles, there's a couple that were crazy. There's a couple that were really good. I mean, you got a few good men out there. Man, that movie's phenomenal. That was a good one. You know? Did you yeah. see that one? Yeah. All right. Yeah, Colonel Jessup. Sure. Colonel Jessup. What do you what do you what do you think of Tom Cruise movies? What, what comes to mind? I mean, go back to risky business back in the day. Let's okay. launch launch the guy. Hard hard to top that, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, the first top gun, Jerry Maguire. It's amazing how there's all these like he's this up and comer wise ass and he succeeds at the end. You know? Yeah, it kind of always works. Kind of always works out. Always works out. Steve, I'm not good at lists, but I'm not the one that said it wasn't. I haven't seen this movie. Obviously, I never will because I don't do anything. You'll see um, it. it. It's no. a good. It's a good movie. It's not the greatest movie of all time. I also think it had to do with the lack of people have being able to go to a movie theater the last three years. Uh, so I think you know it does a good job playing with your emotions. Gets a little emotional. I uh, do wish Rooster and Maverick had that conversation that they ultimately. The movie was about uh, that would have been nice, but um, good hey, movie. Got to got to leave room for another one. Mm. Got to leave a room. Is maybe there's, maybe we have another one. Yeah, nobody died. They're good. Steve's just ruining the movie for people. People are gonna be so pissed. There's hey. a few things people get more mad at than than anything. Like it could be years after the fact, and then somebody gets mad. Like, yeah, listen, it's 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 on cable. Shh, stop talking. Thank don't get you. mad. At, don't get mad at me about that. Yeah. Um. And if you really wanted to see it, you would have went and saw it by now. Yeah, it's not like it's it's not like it's new in theaters, is it? I'm just trying to figure out how how our like our producer doesn't think any like no one listens. <laughs> it's probably true. I don't know. I, sometimes you get I get BPI a, on the SV Pod numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We got a 2.2 million on Sunday night. No big deal. Yeah. I got to uh, figure out a way to oh, give that stat about the Orioles and Nats. Oh, number of times they've lost by 10, 10 or more runs? Yeah. Orioles lost by 10 runs on, what was it, Wednesday? And, and Hold on. This is the Orioles. Tuesday. Whatever. Here's that, here's that stat of, uh, of woe for <laughs> Oriole fans. So they got beat 10-0 uh, by Seattle on Tuesday. The Nationals lost 10-0 as well. And it was the third time that the Orioles and Nationals both lost by 10 runs on the same day. Mm. Since 2005, Steve, the Nationals have lost by 10 runs 38 times. That's like, hmm. does that, that seem like a lot? I mean, 38? Yeah. Well, guess what? It ain't what? that many because since 2005, the Orioles have lost by 10 or more runs 75 times. 75. What? This is... Baseball, you know, you don't, you're not supposed to lose by 10, 75 times. You root for a team who's 35 and 17. I can't get your optimism meter above one. Mm -hmm. It's June now, Steve, optimism meter. Two. Yeah. <laughs> I really need to see 48 and 21 back in the uniform, though. Because now we're getting the sun. Now we're in June. Yeah, only we need our arms. We need you're, the arms. You're double-digit games ahead of second place. We lose by double digits 75 times. My heart bleeds for you and your Mets fandom. 
you guys are actually good and you're going to be good. Now, the question is, Good in what context? Good enough to win the National League East or good enough to beat a Milwaukee or a Los Angeles or a San Diego? I get all that. I, I get it. Yep. There's, there's, there's some good teams out there. We'll see what we got. We'll go out to L.A. this weekend. There you go. Check back on the optimism meeting. Embracing the journey. That's Taking what it all stride. That's what it's about. Yep. All right, so I think in review, uh, if your kids... Oh, you, uh, have a song, you have a song that you hate. Which one? Remember you were listening to the SVP or Silo. Spotify list. Yeah. And you said, you texted me a screenshot of the song and said, this song is awful. Yeah, but I feel bad because I think we talked about it once and then somebody tweeted him and then they were happy that we talked about it. But I'm like, oh. I think, but we talked about it in a way that was, that was not, not what anyone wants. Okay. I'm not doing it. All right. I'm not, I'm not here to rain on anybody. I'm not here to, to spread negativity. You're not. Nope. I'm all about positivity. I just want, I just want my kids to sit down until dinner's finished. <laughs> uh, have we, have we thought about disciplinary actions? If you don't not, sit down, I'm not great at that. Yeah. I'm really bad at that. I'm mm-hmm. mostly the, I'm mostly the good cop. In fact, you are. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm the bad, I'm the bad cop. No, I'm the good cop. And I'm, and, but I really am a bad cop because <laughs> All right, let me get y'all out of here on this. You just keep the gate open. I'll just say that. So, so my little guy, my little guy was banned from a from a treat, but he's so damn cute, and I'm powerless because he's just so stinking cute, and he was not allowed to have a treat. And by the way, let me just make this clear: mom was right. Okay, he, mom's he had, always right, Scott. He had, he had behaved poorly. He hadn't eaten, but. He wanted a treat, and it breaks my heart when he doesn't get a treat. So I'm eating an ice cream sandwich, and so I, I give him, like, the, the – the, come here, come here, come here, come here. Hey, come here. And I break off a small piece, and I give, him, I give him a piece of ice cream sandwich, and he's so happy. And what does he do? You know what he did. He went directly to his mom and said, Mommy, Daddy gave me a bite of ice cream sandwich. Ha! And let me tell you something, um, wifey. She she gave me a stare that that told me that I had I had failed in my mm. duties, and she was right. She was right. Um, but that's what I did. Um, and I'll 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 call him over and I'll give him like a quick like a little handful like three M and M's just something because I just I I'm not good at it. I'm not good at the I'm not good at that. I need to do better. I need to do better at this. You got to avoid the stare. From the wife. Well, no, you just have to. If the guy, if the guy doesn't get a treat, he doesn't get a treat. See, why do like why do you think Otis liked me so much? Because I just I was steady giving him burgers and steak. Yeah, I I bought his love with prime meats, and now, now my little kid is like meats and treats. That's what it's about, everybody. Meats and treats. That's me. I got to work at this. Maybe they just maybe you you want to know why they don't get up. You want to know why they don't sit at the table? Because they know there's no consequence. They know dad's. Go. They know dad's gonna. So you know, on the way out here, you know what we just did? We just had a moment where dad realized it's not their fault. It's mine. Time to put the foot down. That's it. All right. So on the way out, I think we got uh, we got some. The foot is good. I got no shot dropping the foot. Hey Charlie, Charlie, come here, come here, buddy. Don't tell mommy. Don't tell mommy. 
Does he really do the laugh at his mom like that? Ha! Not really. I mean, he just, he was, in that particular case, with a mouthful of ice cream sandwich. He was just, it was a triumphant moment. You thought you shut me down? Nope. The big bald guy is such a sucker. It is true. Shirts off at the dinner table? Yeah. A lot of, we try to, we tried, we try to keep, yeah, normally shirts are normally on by dinner time. I feel like, yeah, normally, normally we keep them on for dinner, but, uh, not a lot of rules, not a lot of rules, and now we know why. Because dad, dad, that's big failure. teddy bear. That dad's a failure. All right, let's get out of here on that one, and we'll talk to you guys next week.